Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? And get it, people! They want... We have a lot of news to get to, and we start in Phoenix with the owner of the Suns and the Mercury, Robert Sarver. The investigation has been revealed, and now... He has a statement of the implications. He said, quote, words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought people together. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, It has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible, that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I've said in the past. For those reasons, I'm beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. This is the best course of action for everyone. And Adam Silver said the following, quote, I fully support the decision by Robert Sarver to sell the Phoenix Suns and Mercury. This is the right next step for the organization and community. Jalen, even in Sarver's statement saying that he is selling the team, he still, still kind of couched it a little bit. What do you think about these developments? I think first off, Adam Silver stepped up to the plate and did the Aaron Judge. He knocked this out of the park because when he did his press conference, there was so many that alluded to what Adam should have done and how he could have handled it better or different or more severe. But you know, like the notorious big once taught us, stay low, keep firing. And what he knew is that Robert Sarver, after the laundry list of allegations, in his apology, he just talked about the words that he used. He didn't talk about his actions Mm. and how they affect other people. And the one thing about being in position of power and ownership, that's a boutique club. And the league has gotten tremendously more progressive as the voices of the players gotten stronger. The faces of the players start to resemble mine at about a 75% clip. And these players make a lot more money and have a lot more social media autonomy and fame. So if they don't want an owner in the league, ultimately he will not be in the league. You won't be able to get free agents. I I could just go on and on and on about how an owner who's not in favor of the commissioner, who's on his second owner, that he basically is seeing lose the team based on things that they've done, transgressions away from the floor, in particular, the the, the racist um, things that they were attached to or have said. And so 
This is the right course of action for everyone involved. I am not surprised. This is not new news. For those of us that have been closely tied to the league or have played in the league, when the list of worst owners got listed, it was always in any three-card Monty order you want to use. Sterling, Sarver, and Dolan. That's been discussed for the last 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so for this to now take place in a swift nature that it has based on when it became public, I applaud the league, the other owners, and the players for making sure that he was held accountable for his severe actions. I'm glad you did mention that because people that follow the league closely, Robert Sarver has been whispered about sort of behind the scenes, but never really been found guilty of anything. And the NBA interviewed like 300 people about this. And there were five times where he was confirmed to use the N-word or recount someone else using the N-word, but still coming out of his mouth. And when you are found guilty of something of that nature, of that severity, it's this is going to be how the results end. And I'm glad that it came this quickly because I personally felt like that one year suspension and $10 million fine was not enough. But now he will no longer be part of the governor's community and this franchise can move on. And we will also move on to another story in the NBA. And this is some interesting news out of Boston. Head coach Ime Udoka was found to have an inappropriate, intimate, consensual relationship with a team staffer, and he will likely be suspended. There are some people that are saying that the suspension for the entire 2022-23 season for his role could happen as soon as today. What do you think of this bombshell from Boston? These are the kind of topics, as you know, there's the score of the game and the game of life. And uniquely having me to talk about this topic because I have personal relationships with both of them. Emei's been on the show and I stay in contact with Nia and have because she's, she's Hollywood royalty, you know, for decades. And the one thing I truly hate about this topic, Jacoby, is you never know what's happening in somebody's personal dynamics mm -hmm. of how they've chosen to move and what makes them happy as a couple. So it's hard for us to now parachute in and see what happened and his discipline potentially and give a, a, a stick to landing Dominique Dawes type of opinion. But, but here's what I will say. If he had a consensual affair and he's getting suspended from the team for a year, I do feel like that's severe. I'm just gonna say that out loud. Um, because I've been around this game, I got drafted in 94, and I've seen relationships on every level, from front office to front office, to coaching staff, to ownership, from ownership and, and, and front office, from, from coaching staff to player. Um, so. The, I've never seen this type of punishment take place based on the relationships that happen behind closed doors. And also, there have been some teams that have been investigated for some severe things. Think about what the Mavs recently got um, mm -hmm. um, investigated for. Or in football with Daniel Snyder. And so we got to be really careful about 
um, acknowledging the personal part of how he got suspended and how this is going to affect his career. Now let's just talk about the decision-making process. If you work for an organization and or you're in a position of power and you choose to have that consensual relationship with somebody else in the organization, there was a reason why you were keeping it allegedly secret is because you and that person know it was wrong. Mm. And so when that now takes place and it becomes something that the organization has to deal with, that the families have to deal with, the, the, the significant others of the players have to deal with. See, here, what everybody has to understand is uh, uh, sports, in, in particular uh, um, basketball, it's a tight-knit group in a lot of ways is because it's only 15 families. So you know the wives, you know the kids, you know the significant others, you know the coaches, um, uh, family members, and significant others. So what ends up happening is for... An intimate relationship with the head coach to be happening with somebody that works for the franchise when he's also in a relationship with somebody who's extremely high profile that is always at the games and is always around the team. At some point, he and her got to know that we going to get caught. Like They, they got to know at some point we're going to get caught. And so if getting caught means potentially losing your significant other in Nia and getting um, uh, disciplined by your job that's going to cost you salary and cost you a year, this should be a lesson to those out there that sometimes the things that you do away from the floor, away from your job, away from the responsibilities of what you're supposed to be doing as it relates to receiving your check in corporate America, this is a severe punishment, and this is going to be a true stain to not only him as a coach, but also how he's perceived going forward as it relates to being hireable. Because the Celtics paid him a lot of money to coach the team. And so now all of a sudden, each time there's turbulence because it happened this year. They had turbulence this year. Before January 1st, they ended up getting it together. Each time that turbulence happens, the camera's going to pan to him and he's going to become a story. And that's really unfortunate for him. I hate that for Nia. I hate that for their family. I know that they have a, 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 a son together. And so based on that dynamic, I hate it for everyone involved. And so I just want to send each of them prayers and blessings because this is going to be something really tough to navigate privately and publicly. Yeah, just to clarify, Emi Odoka has previously been romantically linked to Hollywood actress Nia Long, and we don't know the status of their relationship, but this was clearly a, a infraction. It was against the guidelines that are in his contract, and he has now been suspended, and more details, I'm sure, will come out. There's another investigation that we must discuss here, and this one is from Mississippi, and it involves former NFL quarterback Brett Favre. Back all the way back in 2017, he spoke with a former governor of Mississippi, and the two of them colluded via text message to guide up to $6 million in welfare funds that were meant to be for the state to a volleyball arena that just so happens to be at the University of Southern Mississippi, where Brett Favre's daughter is playing volleyball. In Jackson, Mississippi, one of the poorest places in the United States of America. So they need every nickel, every dime, and every penny. As a matter of fact, 
Circa Flint, they're also dealing with an extreme water crisis where I've seen videos of people turning on faucets and it basically looks like oil coming out of the faucet. And so they can use the aid and they need the aid. And it sounds to me again, like powerful people who are in position to influence and help are taking advantage and taking for granted the, the, the position that they're in for their personal needs and wants. And I'm really disappointed in Brett Favre and frankly in the larger scope of multimedia because as we talk about Ime Udoka's personal relationship with Nia Long and we're gonna talk about Jameis Winston, you know, stealing crab legs while he's in college. What Brett Favre is doing is generational. Um, as it relates to harming people and their families and his community for his wants. And that's for a college to have a new volleyball gym? Like seriously, Jacoby? And so I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed that this isn't being covered more, that it isn't at the bottom of the ticker in bolder letters because this affects humanity and the dynamics of stealing this type of money from those people will not only affect clearly them today and their family dynamics, but these situations may never recover. And for him to be a Hall of Fame football player and having himself purposely tangled up in a situation like this is a, is a disgrace. I mean, this is just collusion at the highest level. This is a misuse of power, misuse of celebrity, politicians getting involved, helping him take, literally take money that was intended to help families, help his community, to use it to help his daughter so a college can have a volleyball facility is just frankly disgusting. And I can't imagine how someone could do that intentionally and then sleep at night with a clear conscience. It's just, it's absolutely unconscionable to me. And something tells me that this will not be the end of this Brett Favre story. We will turn our attention to the gridiron. We have a big matchup this weekend between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. And there's a little conspiracy theory we'll get into about the availability of that man, Mike Evans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coming to you live from the Seaport here in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, Thursday night football returns this week. Not exactly the Chiefs-Chargers matchup that we got last week, but 
a division rivalry game between the Browns and the Steelers, and all eyes will be on Chubb and Hunt in the backfield to see if they can continue the momentum that they built on last week. The elite one-two punch out of the backfield. Obviously, when you're starting the season and you're going to miss Deshaun Watson for majority of the season, you're going to rely heavily on those guys out of the backfield. The Steelers had a bad loss last week. Like, so did the Browns. They had, a, they had an ugly loss. And so to see both of these teams who have been a rivalry in the past get a chance to face off, it's going to be interesting to see who responds. Well, Mitchell Trubisky is now the current quarterback for the Steelers. He has not played well. If that continues, do expect them to turn to Kenny Pickett? Well, it seems like they want to try to give Kenny Pickett a chance to learn this year. That's why when he didn't get the job, I feel like they moved him to third string. It seems like the long-term plan is for him to learn because so many times young quarterbacks get put out there and it can destroy their confidence if they don't play well earlier in their careers, especially a guy that's going to have high expectations like Kenny Pickett is once he gets into the game. So I do think Mitchell Trubisky is going to get uh, uh, more opportunities, Jacoby, to quarterback this team. He hasn't done well, but to your point, this team is not contending for a Super Bowl, so they'll probably do whatever they feel is best for the franchise long term. Now, one of the biggest games of the weekend is between Tampa Bay Bucks and the Green Bay Packers, and there's a little conspiracy theory controversy here because Runyon Jr. is on the Packers, but his dad, Runyon Sr., is the VP of Policy <laughs> Rules Administration for the NFL, and he is the one who handed down the one-game punishment of Mike Evans for this incident with Lattimore. Mr. Rose, is there collusion afoot here in the NFL? I don't believe there's collusion because um, Evans and Lattimore had history, and Lattimore was going back and forth with Tom Brady vocally and then Evans interjected himself. And so we weren't surprised that he got kicked out of the game. Normally, it depends on when it happens during the game. So mm. if it would have happened like the first few plays of the game Good or point. something, I think he wouldn't have got suspended for the next game. But since it happened toward the latter part of the game, that's heightened. It affects winning and losing. It now affects you know, us now talking about this versus talking about what happened in the game. And so now the lingering effects is rightfully so. He does get suspended for the next game. Well, the Buccaneers are in trouble. We've, we've chronicled their line injuries and the availability of their linemen. But now without Evans, Julio Jones is questionable. You don't know if Godwin is practicing right now. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady's going to be out there, but he's going to have less and less weapons, it feels like, every single week to protect him and to throw to, which is why... I have the Packers in this one. Jalen Rose, it is time for some very important news that matters. Jalen, I've been on record many times saying that I do not support chicken and waffles. I do not want syrup on my chicken and hot sauce on my waffles, but Mr. Rose, they've taken it too far. I know chicken wings are very important to you. You're a great chicken wing cook, but now we have wing waffles. Mr. Rose, your thoughts. And not only what you said is accurate, but I want to take it a step further. I don't want ranch or blue cheese on my waffles. Mm. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't. I love both of them. I love fried chicken. I love waffles. But I don't love this combination. And you no. know what else I don't love? Oversized wings. That's mm. another thing I don't love. You know, there's certain 
um, chicken establishments that seem to have chicken that's shot up with certain um, hormones that are a lot larger. So I don't patronize at those places. I like to patronize at spots where the wings are normal size and it can't be normal size when it's attached to a waffle. It, I'm looking at this, it's just, it just, I look at it, it does not look appetizing. It's just that simple. When I look at the waffle wing, I do not get hungry. I do not want to eat it. I do not like it. Why are we doing this? We're doing too much. Chicken wings are not broken. They do not need to be advanced. They do not need to be fixed. It doesn't look like there's any seasoning on that thing. Like that doesn't look, does that look good to you, Jalen? Paula Patton like, that don't look seasoned. She's somewhere saying that. <laughs> oh, no. Paula Patton <laughs> getting more strains here on Jalen and Jacoby. It's been, it's been a tough 2022 for Paula Patton in the kitchen. Mr. Rose, when we come I love back, you, Paula. When we come back, we have more. You were watching. We were in Jaylen cookout together by Latifah in common. The 19th annual FIBA Women's Basketball World Cup starts this week in Australia, and the U.S. team takes on China in a preliminary round matchup. Friday night at 12.30 a.m. Eastern, 9.30 Pacific on ESPN2 and the app. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I cannot believe we are still doing this, but we do this every day. We're going to acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia now 217 days. So with our voice, with our platform, with our love, we wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. She missed the entire WNBA season. She's detained in Russia. And that season concluded with the Las Vegas Aces winning the championship against the Sun. And you know I love a celebration, Jalen Rose. You know I love a party. And when you have a parade in Vegas with the Aces, you know it's going to turn up. Absolutely. And I appreciate them doing it on multi in multiple phases. Wilson, Plum, Gray, Hammond. Like each of them did something special in order for them to achieve this. And usually your best player who just won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP normally is Finals MVP. So for Gray to step up and do that, for Plum to make the big shot in the paint, it's a big time um, a win and championship for Las Vegas. I wish we could have been there to celebrate. And I love to see people with red cups. The red even cups. If, even if nothing is in it, it, it just <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> a few things about this. Number one, the red cups just, I just associate with good times. Red cups are perfect. If those cups are any other color, you're not having as much fun. But there's Correct. something that we've pointed out about this before that just really needs to change. Can we get the trophy budget up? Can we get the trophy budget up? Like, I understand that the salaries are too low. I understand that the, the travel conditions are terrible. But you can, you, can, you can get a bigger trophy if you win the championship. Come on now. The W. How about Jalen and Jacoby is about to start? Call 98580-Jalen. Let's mm -hmm. all work together to get the WNBA a larger trophy for the... Hey, ladies! We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. Love is love. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, though? The Detroit Pistons are a basketball franchise that you are very much invested Detroit in since you were a child. Since you were a child. You were with the Pistons this week. However, a couple of those people that you were with this week will no longer be with the team. Kelly Olynyk, Salem Lee have been traded to Utah for the services of Bogdan Bogdanovich. Interesting. What do you think about this move and what it means for the Pistons? We got better. When the Utah Jazz were ascending in the West, Rudy Gobert established himself as one of the, if not the best shot blockers, rim protectors, defensive fives in the game. Donovan Mitchell, a mercurial scorer, a terrific athlete, made big shots, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs. He became their best player, their all-NBA caliber guy. Jordan Clarkson, who, by the way, Shout to Jordan Clarkson. I just went to the to pick up a package the other day. He just sent me some Lululemon gear. Yeah, a lot, a lot of high quality Lululemon gear from Jordan you know what Clarkson. I mean? You know I, I love I the Lulu. I appreciate that. Just so y'all know, I encounter a lot of people in my life that want my time, that want my energy, that want my money. You know what rarely happens? People send me stuff. Yeah, or just just wake up in the morning and say, you know what? Let me let me just take care of Jalen Rose. You know, you know what, what I'm mean? saying? There's not too many I, people I, not named Jalen Rose that just wake up and be like, let me take care of Jalen Rose today. Dog, let me tell you something. I get people hundreds and thousands of dollars, and they don't even like my stuff on social media. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, so shout to Jordan Clarkson. Um, but Bogdanovich to me was a their key because. A three-point catch-and-shoot shot maker, mm-hmm. capable of getting his shot off the dribble, but also clutch and tall. And when I point out tall, that's that that six-seven means that now you can't like hide your point guard on him. You know what I mean? Like the game changed a lot. In particular, like when the Spurs were playing, and and you have a guy like a Bruce Bowen or like a Shane Battier who were locked down defenders, not much of offensive creators. So the def- the other team was like, we'll put Tony Parker on them. Or we'll put our smallest guy on them. So like, you can't do that to Bogdanovich. Mm-mm. And so I've always liked this game. And, and as I looked at the deal, shot to Trey Weaver, shot at the Pistons, because there are so many times people parachute into cities, just play for the team, get their check, slap a couple of high fives at the arena and not invest in the city. That's why every city that I played in, my foundation was there. No matter where I played, I always gave back to the communities that I played in and always gave back to my hometown. And so for them to take time out of their day as a staff, as players, as an organization, to get a couple of charter buses and ride through Detroit City and allow me to be their tour guide and take them to landmark places it was historic in a lot of ways. And I just want y'all to know, we weren't surrounded by a convoy neither. You, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to say about 
what I appreciate about my hometown and the love and respect I get there because we didn't need one. And mm. so um, when I looked at the actual deal, I'm like, that's all we gave up? To be yeah. honest with you. So Utah is having a fire sale. Fire sale. I mean, Jordan Clarkson is probably going to be next. He got to be traded. One thing I do like about Bogdanovich on the Pistons, it's, it seems like they've solidified the backcourt with Cade and Ivy and the front court with Beef Stew and Jalen Duran now. But that wing player, that sort of like in-between, you know, 3-4 scorer, they needed a, to solidify that part of their roster a little bit, and Bogdanovich is certainly that, and hopefully he can stay healthy and be productive for this team. And maybe we'll get a playing game from the Pistons this year. Maybe we'll get a little playing game. And, well, well, one of those wings is Sadiq Bey, and he had a 50-point game last year. Yep. And so I, I love what the GM Trey Weaver is doing on the floor, but I promise you, I promise you, and, and you know this, I know way more about these people's lives than, um, than a human being should that's not um, sleeping in the same room as them every night. But what I will say is I appreciate Trey Weaver, how he's nurturing young men to be great basketball players, not trying to have great basketball players and not care about the type of human beings that they are off the floor. And so based on that, we're going to be successful. And I just got to say this out loud. I love Kay Cunningham so much. If you notice, our best player, 20-point score, number one overall pick, do you hear anything about what he's posting on social media? No. Do you no. hear him out champagning and campaigning and making no. poor decisions? Does he wear crazy outfits all the time? Does he date celebrities? Is you know is, is he in the headlines? Is he on TMZ? No. Uh-uh. He's focused. All in the videos, like Jalen Rose in the 90s. He ain't doing none of that. <clears throat> and <clears throat> every time I see him, you know what I tell him? Thank you for your leadership. You know I've been around this game for a long time. And I know what it's like when a team like, let's go to Boston and watch them play against the Heat in the playoffs. I know certain players receive those messages like, I'm on vacation, I'm in my hometown, I'm doing my thing with my fam. Let's go pay tribute to the big dauber Bob Lanier on, during his passing. Let's get on the plane and go to the Hall of Fame and watch Ben Wallace get inducted. Let's get on charter buses in Detroit City with Jalen Rose and go see the Motown Museum. Go see JRLA. You see what I mean? Go see St. Cecilia. And so I appreciate that he didn't, he, he's not too, as what the OGs used to say, I appreciate he's not too big for his britches. Mm. Well, I look forward to going to that Pistons games this year. I'm, I'm biting myself. I'm flying out there. Short flight. Not expensive either. Let me tell you something. My schedule this year is really simple. You know where to find me. Either at a, in Atlanta at Gracie's Volleyball Games mm -hmm. or in Detroit at Lions, Pistons, and Wolverines basketball and football games. You want to know where I'm going to be? You follow those schedules. I'm going to sneak to Miami to check out a couple of Dolphin games. We're going to sneak to Buffalo 
to check out a game. And this is going to be a great season all the way around. Great season. I can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait to go back to Buffalo. Because you know what? I just, I, we just dipped our toe in the Buffalo waters last time. You know what I mean? Great. One of my favorite memories from that Buffalo trip is we had hotel problems, you know, and J, me and Jalen ended up staying together. And see, I don't have the stamina that Jalen Rose does. We went to the Griselda <laughs> concert, and I was good. I'm going to bed. So I take my room key. I know when to tap out. You know what I mean? I don't try to extend the evening anymore. I know when to tap out. I was tie-tie. So I go to the room. Jalen Rose, he, you know, he, he explored Buffalo a little bit, gets home. I'm asleep asleep. Jalen Rose, not ready for sleep. Turns the TV on loud. And I'm like, well, this dude's paying for the room, so I can't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> From the back of my mind, I'm like, man, is it, where's this dude going to go to bed? Why is the TV on so loud? You can oh, hear man. it right next to it. Let, so, let, so let's talk about stamina for a second. Now that you put it that way, I never truly thought about it. So if it was like a 24-hour Buffalo trip, shout to my brother David Jacoby and Andy Authentic, who was there keeping me fresh and also getting some footage for us. Um, so when we arrive, you're right. I guess I'm a part of the early shift, so to speak, with you. You know, going to the tailgate, you breaking a table, eating soup from one of the Great tailgaters. Soup. And it was so Great good. Soup. It was raining. It was raining. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even soup care if the perfect. rain getting this soup. I'm eating this. It's good. You know, that a big container of soup. I ate that soup for like, it was so big. I ate it for like 45 minutes. Good. I was just carrying it. And, and so, the one thing I love about that soup is whoever made that soup knows it was good too. Yes. You know what I mean? They, were, they, they insisted, insisted that Jalen Anthony Rose have some of this soup. But here's the beauty about like giving the people what they want. Public figures like you and I, dog, they're not just walking up to celebrities at tailgates and eating their soup. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's unique with how I and we move. Like, we don't move with an entourage. We ain't heavily security. You know what I mean? It's like, we, the, peop, the people got us. You're a man and of so, the people, Jalen. You're a man we, of the people, Renaissance the, man. The, the, the people got us. And so David Jacoby breaks a table. That's the early shift. Then no, we get no, to the no, gate. No, we get there. We get to the tailgate, and Jalen Rose with his 6'8", listed at 6'9", <laughs> just the first thing he says, who got a table to break? I'm like, let me have a, let me have a, a Labatt <laughs> Blue first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got a cup of coffee kiss in my hand right now. Can I get a kiss first before we jump not, in the bed? Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not in the table-breaking mood right now, <laughs> Mr. Rose. You got to do what you got to do, I guess. Get lathered up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jacoby and I, of course, being uh, a lot of supporters of the show, we walking around, people screaming, giving people what they want, people mm-hmm. jumping on camera with us, people taking pictures with us, and it was pouring down raining. Let me not ignore. It was pouring down raining, and we did not have umbrellas, and we did not care. No. 
We did not have umbrellas and we did not care. It was raining off and on. Luckily, when Jacoby broke the table, you don't see rain on that footage. But if we have footage of Conway the Machine coming to the gate to get us and a million dollars worth of jewelry and another outfit that was like $5,000, I was looking like I felt bad. Jalen's like, not, not used to, to being held at security. You know what I mean? Like, you go to NBA games without tickets. That's the first time that ever happened to you know? me in like my you life, go to, You I go think. to Dipset Locks without tickets. And you're yeah. there, and they're like, Jalen's got this look, this body language, like, can I just go in there? You know what I mean? It's like, you're texting with Conway. And it's like, can I just, can we just stop this charade and let me in there? But, the, you know, their security is like, I got to scan something to let you in. You know what I mean? Like, and it was I know, COVID I know too. you're famous, but I, I got to scan too. something. Yeah, absolutely. So we stood patiently and we thought maybe, you know, somebody was going to come grab us. We didn't know it was going to be Conway the Machine. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Was- himself. He was looking a little like he was walking fast. You know yeah. what I mean? He was like he was, he was disappointed like, that we yeah. couldn't get in. Also, yeah, he was just like, "Come on!" He's like, "I can't believe I gotta come all the way outside." You know what I mean? In the right. rain, I'm right. in the sweet. He's never done that before. With he's snacks never and done beverages, that. comfortable. Let me tell you why we know he's never done that before. Because two different times we had to tell him where we were. Like, he never did that. He never had to go outside. He, it took him like five or ten minutes to walk to us in the rain. Very gracious. All yes. love. Apologize for no reason. Yeah, like, like, apologize. This, this is our fault. It was our fault, Conway. <laughs> right. like, we ain't fault. got no tickets. Yet. You don't need to apologize. <laughs> right. This is on us. So we get to the suite. Now, nah, let me tell y'all something. We get to the suite, spread, laid out, food everywhere. Drinks everywhere. Moms. We like family. Monty Caesar there. Her mom there. It was so festive. I'm like, we need a jersey or something. Like, mm. geez, like, like this, this, this is too beautiful. And then they like, wait a minute, y'all want to go down on the five yard line and hang out with Benny the Butcher? I'm like, after all we just did to get in here, and it's raining outside. Like, we about to stay here where it's comfortable Very and eat comfortable. this food and have these drinks. And what does Conway say? Because God don't make mistakes. What does Conway say, Jacoby, when it's time for us to salute and have a beverage? He says it's shot o'clock every once in a while. He says it's shot o'clock. <laughs> and at shot o'clock, he says, take a shot if you love yourself. <laughs> and I, I love myself. That. I felt And I love that. Buffalo. And I'm yes. going back. Yes. I'm going back. And so that's the day shift, right? Jacoby, Andy, Conway, Benny. We go regroup in the afternoon, go eat a little something. Well, we got then the I'll- Uber driver. I forgot her name, Sally or something. But we, we arranged with Sally because you got to plan your exit. A lot of people are just too, they're too hyped up to get to the game. Smart, but we told smart. her, like, you're, we're, we're meeting you at this time, at this place. And I had the text. So you know, I had her pick us up, and that that it, that is when that is when when we, there's a fork in the road, and and I just chose rest and self care. <laughs> and, and and David Jacoby does a, a great job of managing relationships and remembering everybody's names and directions mm-hmm. and making everybody feel comfortable and you know included. And so we go to the concert. And of course, all of a sudden, here's another shift. There's the fly guy, West Side Gun. 
there's Pretty Ricky Hyde, there's Rock Marciano, there's Stove God Cooks, and everybody that grabbed the microphone had bars. Bars. And I literally remember Jacoby and I standing off to the side, like, this is incredible. Like, like, like this, this is really incredible how many people they have in Griselda and Black Soprano family that are dope. And so, so deep. Deep roster. We, deep roster. Deep roster. Went, met, met, met the moms, met, met kids. We, we, we met the brother. We, we, we're part of the family. And, and, and you know what else that I appreciated after the show? During the show, we we left. I left with West Side Gun actually to try to go. I forgot to see a comedy show about somebody that was performing, and he had like ten front row tickets. But the problem is, it was like thirty of us. You know what I'm saying? And like me at the Bills game, they looked at West Side Gun. It was like we could let twenty nine of y'all in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a way you could trim the roster or something? Like, we, even if, like, you know, we just spread everybody out type of thing. He like, nah, if all my people ain't coming in, ain't none of us coming in. So we jump back in the whip, go back to the spot. And then at that point, we was there. It was late. And Jacoby was tired. I'm tired. Oh, man, Jacoby kicked in. He was tired. And, I and so go you know what home. he did responsibly that everybody should learn from? There are nights that you can't hit multiple spots. It's okay to hit one spot and take it in. Yeah. Hit two spots and take it in. That's okay. And so when my brother Jacoby went, took it in, you know what I did? I put on turbo boost. And I went to the late night spot with Good West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher. Good for you. And they, you know they, what I they, mean? they were so, the Griselda family is so sweet. They made sure they walked me to my Uber. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like, I'm not like, I'm not like intoxicated or anything. <laughs> they just walked me to my Uber just because they're great hosts. You know what I mean? I was like, That's the Uber's love. right there. I see the That's license love. plate. This is unnecessary. And they're just like, no, we insist. We and, insist. And later that night, Jacoby, I had the best fried seasoned whole wings that you can imagine. Mm. I'm telling y'all right now, I'm a chicken connoisseur. And I'm like, hold on, I need to meet the chef. You know how I move. I'm like, I'm about to walk back there. Like, I, I know you made like um, 50 of these, but we laid like 150 more of these. <laughs> like, for real. Because I was starving, too. I hadn't really eaten... You know what I'm saying? All day, and we had been going. I hadn't really eaten since we was at the game. Mm. We stopped and munched for a minute when we changed and we regrouped, but we was kind of in a rush. And so by the time I got back to the telly, as you mentioned, it was like three. I just got finished eating. I was feel, I was like, I need to watch some TV. Some yeah, Netflix time to turn or TV something. on super loud while Jacoby's <laughs> trying to sleep. <laughs> and then the next day, as we talk about shifts, I ended up going to West Side Gun's store, and Jacoby was Uber. so tired, he slept, slept in, in the, the car with Andy Authentic. <laughs> you know, you know, my, you know what, you know what, the, the biggest boss move I did while we were sharing the hotel room, poop in the lobby. 
You know what I mean? You gotta go poop in the lobby. You know, yes. it, you know, it's just respectful to your roommate. Yes. You know, I know it's annoying to take the elevator and go down there and yes. use the public restroom. Yes. Ask the front desk where the restroom is. Yes. And they're looking at you like you're staying here. Why do you need the yes. restroom? Yes. But you know what? You just gotta you gotta poop in the lobby when you're sharing when you're sharing. Thank rooms. you for thank you for not doing us like you did Emmanuel Acho and telling us the whole Listen, it, his whole career. I you know what? I deserve 10% of his salary. <laughs> I do. He would still be here at ESPN. Now he's got his own show, <laughs> Speak. Big shout to Acho and Sam Acho, who's here at ESPN. Oh, Jalen, a couple more things to discuss before we hit up a voicemail. Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor bubbling up again. So it, it, it loses a little luster after the last fight. The last fight was more competitive than I think a lot of people expected. But remember that all the press tour leading up to it, it was, you know, those press conferences were sort of got tense towards the end. And it was a good fight, but Floyd handled it pretty easily. What is your interest level in a rematch? I just remember, like, being a part of a very exclusive group of human beings. Even though their fight didn't happen when it should have happened, for us boxing fans, it happened a couple of years after it should have taken place. So, mm. But when it finally did happen, it didn't stop the buildup from being astronomical. And I remember being one of the human beings that was really privileged enough to be able to go to Floyd's gym, watch him train. That's my brother. I love him. Fellow Michigander. Shout to the whole Mayweather family. Floyd Sr., Roger, uh, rest in peace, the Black Mamba, the original. And also being able to do the same thing at Wild Card Gym with Freddie Roach and Manny Pacquiao. And it was, it, it, it was, it was a, a tight-knit group of people that was kind of able to do both because of the kind of tension that led to the buildup of that fight. And so... When it finally happened, the buildup was so high, it became a buzz kill regardless of the result. Mm. And so now it's going to be that in a lot of ways, <clears throat> basically an opportunity for them to get in the ring and do what they love, but also keep getting them checks. Keep getting the checks. Keep getting them checks. And... I just saw my brother Floyd enter. And by the way, I don't even think Floyd live in the United States anymore. Really? Yeah. He got so much money. Like, he always on vacation. You know how I only travel domestically? Like, Troy, uh, Floyd only travels internationally. You know what I mean? And, 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 and for him to park the plane... To train for a fight, he about to get a hundred million. Yep. He about to get a hundred million, and I ain't mad at him. Who was the last fight that Floyd had? Um. Um. The exit was the. Uh, who was Floyd's final fight at number fifty? Um. He, he fought in Japan, but I think that was an exhibition. Didn't count on his record. I will look it up on my phone. Well, the reason why I bring this up. I vividly recall being in Las Vegas. 
during the two weeks or so he was leading into that fight? It says his 50th win was Conor McGregor. Hmm. Oh, got it. Okay. So, so Andre so, Berto was his 49th. So you ready for this? So, mm-hmm. so let me give you something off wax then. Leading into that fight, Floyd just opened Girl Collection in Vegas. Don't get fired. And, and I am here to tell you that the 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 diehard focused um wearing blinders fighter that Floyd was his first 49 fights he was like we about to launch this strip club and he was there you know what i'm saying and that to me showed me that a he knew he was going to win b that i knew he was going to retire c that he deserves to be in that GOAT conversation when you're able to move like that. And then from now, D to him come full circle and about to get a blank check. And shout to Manny Pacquiao because he's becoming a modern-day Rocky. And here's what I mean. You can talk about the great battles that he's been in and he survived and conquered, but you can also talk about the fights that he didn't look so good and the losses that he took. Yep. And so I'm happy to see both of them continuing to keep getting them checks. We got time for one voicemail. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail and we'll put you on the show. Tomorrow is all voicemail Friday, so make sure you call 985-80-Jalen and leave us a voicemail. We'll put you on the show just like this. Let's echo that sentiment. Shout out to Jersey forever. Shout out to Reg the Ledge. Nickname really stuck. Reg the Ledge Dope. nickname really stuck. Dope. It really stuck. Yeah, Reginald, that's Reginald. where you stick the landing. Shout out to all the truck drivers. Um, forever shout out to Flats. I don't know what this dude is talking about with drums. I, I, it's just, I, I just no, no, Flats, 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 Flats. But cultural or regional washcloths. Jalen Anthony Rose. I would say that they're definitely cultural, fam. Um, because. A lot of times, the function of the wash rag is controversial based on where you want to wipe. Oh, God. And what ends up happening is there are certain areas of your body that if it's me or if it's somebody that I'm cohabitating with, if it's your wife, if it's your kids... After they've wiped somewhere with that washcloth, I don't want to wipe it many places on my body, especially my face. So to me, the function of a washcloth is only for your face. But you can't legislate everybody else doing that. It's tough. It's tough. Well, I'm lucky enough to have bathrooms for the kids and a bathroom for me off of our bedroom. And I, I don't share a washcloth with my wife, but I have noticed <laughs> that washcloths and shower gels are much more prominent now than they were when I was a child. When I was a child, shower gels weren't a thing. It was just bars of soap in the, in the shower. But now they're much more um, prominent, and I find that you're much more effective at using a gel with a washcloth, which is why I use a washcloth. However, Mr. Rose, 
like this young man, truck driver in Jersey, I have recently switched back to bars of soap. And let me explain to you why. The bar of soap gives me a squeaky clean. Because you know, you know, uh, as my, my caucasity allows me to not need lotions, and I have, I have moisturized skin. Some might even say... <laughs> my caucasity. <laughs> some might even say clammy skin. That better be in the dictionary one day. Y'all better give <laughs> Jacoby his props. Caucasity. And my caucasity, it, it moisturizes my skin naturally, so I like the squeaky clean feeling of a bar of soap that gives me. Like, I, I feel squeaky. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like my, my skin just feels nice and squeaky clean with the bar of soap. So I've just actually made the transition back to bars of soap in the last couple of months, and I'm very happy with it. Very happy with it. I actually use both most of the time because I, I never thought about it's because I think I'm getting squeaky clean. But now that you say that, I always, while using the shower gels, and as you write, the squeegees and the shower gels have gotten more, you know, prevalent or prominent as we've gotten older. But I've always looked at the shower gel at being like having a lot of additives and preservatives. You know what mm. I mean? There's a lot. It's, yeah. And so I'm like, and I definitely don't want to put that on my face. I, I am not tri- trying to put no shower gel on my face mm. at all. So therefore, you're going to need a different soap for your face if you're using a shower gel. Now, I grew up in a household where we used one bar of soap, and I would put that bar of soap wherever. I will put it on my backside. I would put it on my face. I put it whatever. But now I can use, like, a shower gel for, like, my body, a different type of soap for my face. So I think the washcloth is cultural, because I am not trying to use it after you just rubbed your toe jam on it and then put it on my face. I'm there's good. a phenomenon from when I was a kid where I remember going to the shower and looking at the soap and being like, how is the soap dirty? You know what I mean? Like, how is, how is this thing that is a bar of cleaning product dirty? Like, it would be like, a, like an ivory soap bar with, like, little cracks in it with, like, little, like, brown streaks or whatever, gray streaks inside the soap. I'm like, how is the soap dirty? And I am not using that dirty soap. Big shout to you, the truck driver in Jersey. Forever shout to Reg the Ledge. We'll be back tomorrow with another show and an all-voicemail podcast exclusive to celebrate Friday. Why is that Jalen Anthony Rose? And, you know, we're the second most handsome duo in the game. And I can't end the show without catching that lob you just threw me, my brother. Gary Payton, the Sean Kemp style. If the soap had brown streaks in it, it sounds like you already used it. But it's more like soap scum inside the soap. (laughs) It wasn't like that kind of brown streak. (laughs) We're not done. We are. Not done.